0: hello and welcome to the ground and grow podcast i'm your host kayla estenson williams i'm a minnesota-based marriage and family therapist yoga teacher and i create mental health content to help you ground and grow i hope you enjoy this episode now let's begin It is so nice to connect with you all this week. Um, A couple weeks ago when I would have had another podcast episode go out, I had let you all know on Instagram that I wasn't releasing a podcast that week because I had a lot of other things on my plate. I've been pretty busy at the practice and was presenting in a conference and so I just wanted to make sure my plate wasn't too full but now I'm back And um, in that Instagram story, I had asked you all, I gave a little poll of some options for this podcast episode, and I think almost all of you had voted for what is parts work. So this is um, a thing that we can do in therapy, a technique and a practice that I connect to in therapy very frequently. So we're going to talk about that a little bit and learn what is parts work um how can we bring that into our our regular practice and how we hold space for ourselves and and look at what's going on with us and and how we can um connect to things that maybe feel more supportive to us so when i say parts work i am talking about internal family systems or ifs so that is the um like therapy skill or or technique, if you will. Um, And this is called internal family systems because it is a parallel to how in family systems, different family members often may have their own things going on or their own roles that show up in relationships that can work together, but sometimes can feel like they conflict or... um, Other people's roles may show up more prominently to make up for other pieces. And often in family therapy, we are working on like unpacking those roles and allowing things to feel more intentional and where there's more space for growth and all of that. And we can do that also in what's going on internally for us. We have different parts of ourselves that show up in ways that often might conflict with one another, or maybe they're showing up in ways that maybe reflect our past ability to respond to stressors that don't really support us with our current goals as we've grown up and and all of that. So I'll talk about kind of the different categories of these parts, um, which gives a nice framework, but I don't think it. I don't think we always have to necessarily identify like which category of part is is this. How is this showing up? It can be a helpful framework, but really it's about knowing, okay, this part of myself is showing up in this way, and how do I want it to show up instead? How can I work to create a new narrative that supports it a bit more? That will make a little bit more sense once I get into it. If if you're feeling a little bit confused now, that's okay, um, but essentially. Parts, these are different ways that we might think about a situation or view a situation. So, right, some of us might have an inner critic that shows up and it, um, you know, maybe criticizes us because it wants us to like be perfect or do the right thing. Or we might have a part of ourselves that pulls back from others and maybe is afraid of vulnerability, afraid of rejection. So, we can have different moments where we're responding to our environment, maybe stressors or difficult situations from these different parts that kind of feel like our automatic self-talk. But often when we sit down and spread it out a little bit, we can recognize, oh, some of these voices or perspectives have a pattern. They maybe come from that same part. And so I'll discuss the categories a little bit, and then we'll kind of talk about how to put it into practice some more too. So one of the categories are exiles. So these are our wounded parts. These are the parts that maybe are related to some childhood wounds, um, some of our inner child stuff, the things that we maybe feel afraid of showing. These feel vulnerable. Um, These like inner child parts probably are seeking acceptance, comfort, love, all of that. Uh, But one way or another, maybe through tough uh, moments in our childhood or tough moments with different attachment figures in our life, we maybe felt like, ooh, I've got to hide these things, right? I can't show that I have these needs or I can't show these vulnerabilities. Someone might think I'm weak um, or not good enough if I show these emotions. And so what the other parts of ourselves try to do is they try to hide these exiles. So these exiles maybe feel a lot of shame, like they have to stay hidden. And we have other parts that show up to try to keep them hidden or prevent them from coming out. So first off is the manager part in how they try to prevent these exile parts from presenting themselves. So, they like to control, plan, manage, right? Uh, Prevent any situation where these vulnerabilities might show up. So, this sometimes can be like our inner critic, where it says, uh, Okay, like if you're feeling this or thinking this, like that's wrong, um, or you're doing it wrong, or you're not good enough. So, you've got to hide that. You can't let that show. Uh, This might be some perfectionistic parts where we feel like, Okay, if we can just put out on display that we've got it all figured out, then maybe things will be okay. Maybe people will perceive us as okay. Um, This can also be the people pleasing part where we overly focus on other people's needs so that we can get that acceptance, so that we also don't have to focus on our own vulnerabilities or our own needs. So the manager parts do everything in their power to organize, to plan. To prevent these exile parts from being seen. And then we have our firefighters. So these are the parts that are going to show up once those exiles do pop out. So we hit a stressful situation, our vulnerability shows, we feel this shame, firefighters step in to try to put out the fire. Um, but kind of like the managers, they probably do this from a wounded place, right? A place where maybe we weren't taught really healthy coping skills or taught skills to hold space for our emotions or whatnot. Um, and so sometimes these will make us like run from a situation. So we might feel shame, we might escape and avoid any like follow up with what's going on. Um, a lot of times firefighters show up with like addictive behaviors that help us numb out and um, avoid the feeling of what's going on. So firefighters are often responding in these like fight or flight, or fun, like crisis modes, but not necessarily authentic and helpful ways of, of managing a situation. So these are the three categories of parts that are central to IFS, exiles, managers, firefighters. Again, I think it's a helpful framework, but in, in my work for myself with my clients, I don't often necessarily refer to like these different categories, but more so explore all of the different parts, um, what behaviors they're doing, and maybe what goals they try to have. So a common one for folks is kind of like I talked about before, it's going to maybe be that inner critic, where we try to catch any quote-unquote flaw that we have Uh, any wounded part, we're we're trying to catch that, any imperfection and criticize ourselves for it before anyone else can see it. So this is where we maybe have the goal of coming off as perfect, right? So our inner critic part or our perfectionist part tends to have some really rigid expectations of us. It might be really harsh. Um, And this part is usually... Not always, but um, one way that this part may have led to that behavior is through seeking the goal of approval, seeking the goal of acceptance. So for example, someone may have grown up in a household or a system where they were more accepted when they did the right thing, quote unquote right, like the right thing um, maybe fits in with societal expectations or what the family was needing. And so this kid was put in a role of being the perfect kid or doing great in school or whatever it is to not be the problem child, to not have the attention focused on them. So they feel this need. Okay, I've got to catch myself before anyone else can. I've got to be perfect. I don't want to be a burden on anyone else um, because I want approval, I want acceptance. And that can be a really hard and painful experience, and that can drive a lot of the things that we do, right? We might feel like we don't have space to exist or hold space for our emotions or share what we're feeling or ask for help Um, because we think we just have to do it all ourselves. So this inner critic part, this perfectionistic part, uh, what, what a goal could be in therapy is Learn to reframe that as okay, this part is seeking acceptance. And it used to seek acceptance through being perfect, by being self critical so that no one else could see these flaws. Um, but maybe that's not serving me anymore. Maybe that's leading me as an adult to feel really hard on myself, to maybe have some self worth concerns. Maybe it's hard for me to try new things or step outside of my comfort zone. Um, Maybe I don't allow myself space to be human because I'm so focused on being perfect all the time. So as a therapist, um, you know, if my client is working on that, an intention that I might bring there, if it felt right, would be, okay, how can we teach this part that you are safe, that you are okay, that you are acceptable, and then work to teach that part to show up in a way that seeks that acceptance in ways that does support you now. Um, so a lot of times there's going to be some trauma work here. So unpacking past experiences that maybe leave this part feeling so insecure with vulnerability, with being imperfect. So unpacking, okay, what are the narratives, what are the stories that you've been taught to live by, that hold you back into this really confined, rigid self-expectation? How can we work through that? And, and maybe there's going to be a lot of nervous system regulation practices, self-worth practices, kinds of things like that to, to let you know, okay, I am worthy of love because I'm human. I'm worthy of love and I'm worthy of acceptance. And there are spaces for me to be accepted I'm allowed to have boundaries with folks who don't show me acceptance around these um, human parts of me. And it is safe to practice this. And we can do it in baby steps, but but working on knowing and learning that it is safe to practice this. And teaching this part of you that that is really trying to help you, right? Like the inner critic, the perfectionist. It maybe doesn't feel like this nice loving part, but it is, it is trying so hard to help you get the acceptance and love that you deserve, but it's just doing it in a way that doesn't fit anymore. Maybe as a kid, that's the only thing you had access to. But as an adult, you have more skills now. Um, You're able to take a step back. You're able to intentionally choose who's in your life a little bit more than you used to be able to do. Um, you are able to go to therapy and and process these things with uh, someone who can help you hold that space. You're able to learn coping skills, regulation skills, you know, communication skills, all these different things. So we're, um, we're capable of teaching this part that we can, we can show up in a different way. And then we can identify, okay, I have this very human need for acceptance. And I think it's important to just recognize that that is a human need. And it doesn't mean that everybody has to accept us, but it means, hey, it feels good to be accepted. It feels good to have people in my life that affirm my worth, that show me love and care. And I'm going to seek those spaces out. I'm going to find my people. And while they don't have to like fully support every single decision I make, it's important for these people to be accepting and compassionate of me and allow me to be human. And so maybe we teach this part. Instead of being critical of ourselves and having to be perfect for everybody, can we instead be intentional about who we are choosing in our life? What partners are we choosing? What friends are we choosing? Um, as well as like what boundaries we're putting in place. If we have, maybe you have a family member that maybe they have their own stuff and they haven't grown in the ways that maybe would be helpful in your relationship, maybe they're not going to get there anytime soon. Um, It's okay to have boundaries around the people who are not going to show you that you are a worthy human. So we can take space from those who don't support that need for acceptance and we can instead seek to practice skillful vulnerability with people who are going to show us more acceptance. So we're really changing how this part shows up. So this part that just wants acceptance, that just wants love, um, instead of it showing up in a way that is perfectionistic and self-critical, it shows up in a way of being present in our relationships and practicing vulnerability and practicing communication and boundary skills. So this is most likely going to support your future goals a whole lot more than perfectionism would. Um, And I want to be clear on like, this is really hard work and this can be long-term work. This can be really challenging work. So it's okay if you're hearing that now and you're like, wow, that's really overwhelming. Like, I get it, but like, how am I gonna do that? Um, this is where I think therapy is a beautiful thing. This is um what I love doing in therapy myself. so finding yourself a therapist who's trauma informed, maybe they express enjoying parts work um, or i f s internal family systems work, and then you can do that work. You can have someone help you hold the space and I'd use some questions and practices that that support you in that. So if this feels like a lot, it's okay to ask for support. That is a really great way of showing that part that seeks acceptance, showing it, okay, I have some new adult skills that I can practice now. I have some new resources that I can connect to that are going to help me achieve this goal of being accepted in a way that's different than I had the access to as a kid. So that's one example. It might resonate with a lot of you because it's a really common one. Um, and if it doesn't resonate, that's okay. <laughs> you know, there, there are lots of different um, ways that our parts can show up. And it, it sometimes takes really unpacking them and sitting with them to identify what we need in that. Um, and so overall, like, the goal of this work is to hold space for all of the parts of ourselves all of the different things that are going to show up, hold space for them to be seen, hold space for them to feel safe. So again, they're not bad. They might be showing up for you in ways that don't feel helpful. Maybe they feel harmful. Um, but the need underneath it is human. And, and so when we unpack it, when we kind of look at our behaviors or our typical responses to tough moments we can start to identify okay what is the underlying need there and that's a really human need and it probably makes sense that I was trying to meet that need in a way that maybe doesn't feel so skillful right now um, but maybe it was the best option I had at one point in my life so of course it's showing up now And I can work to remind myself that I'm okay, that I'm safe, and that I'm capable of having these parts, having these needs show up in ways that are new, that are a little different, that might feel a little more vulnerable, but at the end are a lot more authentic. Um, So this was just a little snapshot of parts work. There is so much more that goes into it um, there are a lot of different resources, um, one, one book that I love, I was just looking back to, to check the title of it, is No Bad Parts by Richard Schwartz, so, um, that I think is a really lovely book, if you're wanting to dive into it a little more, to check, uh, that, that one I love, and I think is reader-friendly, so it's not, like, super heavy therapy terminology, but more, Um, something that's understandable and and makes sense so lots of resources where you can learn more but this is just a little snapshot and why if you are looking to to heal some of these um you know maybe trauma or stress responses that show up for you parts work might be a nice a nice thing to try a nice thing to work into Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I referenced any links in this episode, you can find them below in the show notes. If you like the Ground and Grow podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review from wherever you're listening so that others can find us too. If you'd like to be the first to know when new episodes are coming out, you can subscribe as well as follow me on Instagram at Kayla Wellness for all updates. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.